bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's Friday, 88 degrees, 15% chance of rain. Humidity's at 39% winds. They don't even tell the direction of the winds and where it's from now. I think because of Maui, we should probably be telling people from what direction the wind is coming from. But I digress. It's 88 degrees. Um, looks like it's going to be partly cloudy uh, into the evening. Uh, there's some expected rain, but we don't know yet. There's a weather alert for southwest, southeastern Wisconsin, southwestern. Anyway, southeastern Wisconsin, and it uh, looks like the low, it doesn't give a low. It doesn't give a low. Anyway. All right. I'm on it. So I'm going to read some things to you. And I want you to tell me what you think. I'm going to tell you what I think ahead of time. And then I want to hear what do you think? Because I read an article. And it's in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. It's an article by Tom Dakin from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. It was written at 1210 and then updated at 156 today. It says the developer of a Milwaukee, of a planned Milwaukee hotel would have the deadline for a city loan extended for a third time under new proposal. So here's my question, right? Well, no, let me stop. Kaylin Haywood Sr. is facing a September deadline to begin repaying a $3.79 million loan used to pursue the planned conversion of a historic former Sears store. 2100 West North Avenue into an 80-room Icon Hotel and Conference Center. 
Haywood's investment group, HG Sears LLC, would have until September 2024 to begin those payments under a proposal to be reviewed Thursday by the City Redevelopment Authorities Board. Now, that proposal marks the third time Haywood has asked to extend the loans deadline. It was previously, I'm sorry, it previously was extended to September 2022 and again to September 2023. Haywood couldn't be immediately reached for more information on the development status. A statement from Mayor Cavalier Johnson's Department of City Development said, the site's future is important to Milwaukee's equitable growth. The statement also said Haywood has made significant progress on the development plan. It said, with this progress, the project needs additional time to finalize its financial financing package. The loan to be paid off over 15 years received approval from the Common Council and then Mayor Tom Barrett in 2019. The loan... Proceeds help pay for buying the property, as well as interior demolition, asbestos removal, architectural fees, utilities, insurance, and property taxes. But other renovations were delayed because of the COVID-19 pandemic's effects on the hotel industry, Haywood has said. The Common Council and Barrett also approved a second $5 million loan for the ICON project, with council members saying the potential benefits outweigh the risk. Haywood cannot use that loan until the project's other financing sources have been tapped. And then it's added, an earlier version of this article mistakenly said the loan extension requires common council and mayoral approval. So with that being removed, why in God's name are, are we reading this article? Like, what is this about? Like, why was it even written? So a third extension I have it on good authority that the Modern took 10 years to build and the Couture building, God knows we know that monstrosity, took eight years to build. Not to mention a trolley and all this other garbage that's going on around in the city. So I asked the question, why is this article being written? No, I did not reach out to Tom Dakin. No, I did not reach out to the Walker Journal Sentinel. And let me be perfectly clear and Open. As someone who purports to be a journalist or a work in journalism or, or even media entertainment should be. I know Caitlin Haywood, senior. We are Prince Hall Masons together. So with that being said, I've known him for at least 15 years, maybe 20. Here's my issue with the story. It doesn't matter who Caitlin Haywood is. What matters is that black developers in the city of Milwaukee seem to be getting hammered about things that are inconsequential. Here you are moaning about a third extension when it took eight years for this idiotic couture building to get built because the mayor wanted it. Took 10 years for the modern to get built. And they had issues too. You didn't complain about them. And if you did, show me. I'll be glad to apologize. I'll say I'm sorry in advance. We're trying to make this city better. Now, here's the flip side. Hey, city of Milwaukee, development folks, 
across the street where the city owns like eight or ten of those properties that are just sitting there, let's sell those and build up the community as well. Don't wait for the hotel to show up. City, handle your business. Kaylin Haywood will handle his business. And maybe, just maybe, the Journal Sentinel will handle their business. Why do I say that? Well, let me read you an article from July 27th, 2022. It's from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. To better serve our Milwaukee community, we must continue hiring diverse, talented journalists. For the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel to succeed, we must have an inclusive and diverse workplace where employees are valued and feel empowered. We committed to building and sustaining a workforce that is reflective of the diversity in the communities we serve. Then editor George Stanley said, it is important to have journalists and newsroom leaders with life experiences and backgrounds that help us understand the needs of the people we serve. But it is the job of each of us to listen and learn how we can best find answers to your most pressing and important questions, said editor George Stanley. As part of our commitment to an inclusive culture, we are annually publishing the makeup of our new staff. That same commitment is being carried out across the USA Today network, which is made up of more than 200 local publications and USA Today. This information is a snapshot of July 1st, includes the gender and racial makeup of our news workforce and our coverage area, as well as managers in our newsroom. So this year, this is 2022, July 27th, the Journal Sentinel's newsroom is 75% white, 11.1% black, 2.8% Asian, 6.5% Hispanic Latino, and 4.6% two or more races. Among managers, 76.5% white, 17.6% black, 5.9% Hispanic Latino. According to the American Community Survey, by the U.S. Census Bureau, the Milwaukee area is 69.8%. So you trying to match the city, I think, is irrelevant if you have good, well-trained journalists. That's one. Number two, you didn't tell me what those managers do. For instance, who are the editors that edit the stories that Tom Dakin writes? Because if they add things into the story or edit it to make it salacious, as I'm sure they've done in the past, guess what? It doesn't matter who wrote the doggone article. So it doesn't matter if it's a woman or a Latino or an Asian or black or white. You're going to edit the article and make it what you want to make it anyway. I would prefer you break down who are the managers. Do they manage housekeeping and cleaning and maintenance or do they manage reporters on significant beats like city beat politics city hall right because those are the things that impact the large number of minorities that are in the city of milwaukee and believe it if you add up the hispanic the asian and the black community there are more of us than there are of whites but yet somehow your newsroom, your staff, and your managers don't reflect that. And it's unfortunate, but it shows in your articles. It shows in what you write. It shows in what you do. And it's unfortunate that we would have to sit here and listen to you badger somebody 
who asked for an extension a third time. When there was no grief given to the Modern and no grief given to the Couture building. And it took eight and 10 years to build. So when we talk about whether or not there's equity and fairness, if we're going to start, let's start with who's running the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And I've heard, and I think in the past, I may have even spoken to Greg. Is it Borkowski? And I've watched and read some of the things he's written. And I believe he's a fair and he's a balanced guy. So I would challenge him to have him come on my show. And let's talk about some of the things that are in your newspaper that are detrimental to the black community. Because I'm going to tell you, if I was Kalen Haywood and I was doing what he was doing and you treated me the way you treat me, I would move out the city and take my money with me. There's no reason to stay here. You have people here fighting and working. And Kalen Haywood isn't the only one that's here fighting and trying to build the community up. But my question is this. Why don't you go after some of these white developers that take money and run? Why don't you go after some of the white politicians? Why is it everything we do has to be perfect and everything white politicians and other people do, we have to forgive? But that's what happens when we use our own Christianity against us. But then again, hey, that's why it's Pop-Off Friday. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Want to give you a, I was about to say update, but I haven't said it yet. There's an incident at the federal courthouse in Milwaukee, and they have, um, Milwaukee Fire Department has hazmat and a drone being uh, used, and they responded to the scene this afternoon. Um at the scene, TMJ4 News, this is coming from TMJ4.com, uh, spotted people wearing hazmat suits, suggested they were responding to a report of a hazardous material. Right now, there is a news conference going on, and once we get the details and get information, we'll get it to you as soon as possible. Uh, drone was spotted from the Milwaukee Fire Department, yellow tent, and crews wearing white protective gear. The scene stretches across the federal building and courthouse at Jackson and Wisconsin, so make sure you stay away from Jackson and Wisconsin. So just wanted to give you that update. And as we get information, we will make sure we forward that to you as soon as possible. You know, my, my, my um, opening talked about the fact that one of the places black people have such an issue uh, is the media. We talk about having black people in places where we can see them on the screen. 
But the people that make the rules, the people that are in charge of how it's reported are not there. The writers and how we write things, how we present things, how we, how we are shown and written about. That's why your background is so important. That's why knowing who you're speaking to and knowing things about you. And while it's good to be American, it's great to be in America. I hold fast to my African heritage. Hold fast to your German, Italian. That's what makes you who you are. All the nuances of your upbringing and the language and all those things. So when we try to whitewash it by getting rid of race, getting rid of everything, I think we do ourselves a disservice because then you learn the richness of people. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm torn. Do we watch the news and look at what's going on or do we not? Like I had a friend of mine tell me the other day, they don't watch the news at all. And I'm like, how in God's name do you form opinions? Um, uh, uh, get facts on anything. How do you know why you feel what you feel? Unless you hear what other people have to say. Well, the response was, well, it makes me feel some kind of way. I'm like, what does that even mean? Feel some kind of way. Because you react to it. You avoid negative feelings or feelings that make you feel bad. Like, what is that? You only want to feel good? Or maybe you've had so much bad in your life, you just kind of avoid the bad. I get that too. But when we read articles... And we know the impact that articles can have. Wouldn't you have written an article that said the person got a third extension? You wrote an article that said the developer of a planned Milwaukee hotel could get a third city loan extension. I read through the article. Here's my question, Mr. Dakin. Why was this article even written? Why would anybody in Milwaukee care? Explain that to me. Why would anyone care? And the kicker is this. If you actually do the project, TIFs are forgivable. So what are you even talking about? Oh, we're going to call it a loan and it's going to be. Tell the whole breadth of what exactly occurred. Don't just make it look like they gave him some money and now he's, you know, throwing it away or not doing anything with it like he's supposed to. Because it's not true. Updates have to be given to the city. People have to be kept in the loop. City development has to know about it. Committees have to know about it. The mayor has to know about it. What are you even talking about? And, And reading it basically says that the Common Council also approved the second $5 million loan but it can't be used until the other financial sources have been tapped. Okay, so how long would he have to put together funding? 
Look how long some of the other things in Milwaukee took. This is literally less than a third of the time of the Modern. And we're bashing them already. Look at all the um, contamination that's been going on around the city. We hear about apartments in suburbs. A couple times, poof, it's over. You heard about the woman in the maggots here in the city of Milwaukee, and then it just, it was kind of over. Well, why didn't anybody listen? I get I wonder who owns that building. Does that building owner even live in Milwaukee where the woman found the maggots? I wonder. I wonder how many people have had their college education, their homes, their weddings, their K-12 education, vacations, everything paid for by houses they own in the city of Milwaukee off the backs of black and poor people. Let's start looking at that. Let's let's get an ordinance that says if you don't live in the city or you live in the city, you can only own X percentage of the city. X percentage of the city can only be owned by people who live outside the city. So if you live in a suburb, you don't get to come in the city and make money off of us and live in the lap of luxury while we live in minimalist real estate. Well, it'll it, it'll pass section eight. It'll pass the city, so it's it's in good shape. Not as good as yours, but it's in good shape. That's good enough for them. And still charging them comparable high rents. But that's okay. That's okay. Reckoning will come. Eight three three two one two. 1017 is the number. Julian, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Thanks for taking my call. I do agree that the news, the media is uh, 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 an important uh, way to be informed. Uh, however, it should be uh, balanced. Um, uh, one thing that I would say in defense of those who are soured uh, on watching the media is I kind of understand to a degree uh, when you watch the news, all that if, if you just watch the news, the local news, you'll think that everything bad that goes on in the city is happening. Uh, it's being done by people of color. You think all of the, the bad news, the crime and everything else, you think that all of the things wrong with the world, uh, it's going is is going on in the city in the central city of Milwaukee, and I guess that breaks on people after a while. All right. So then, what are we going to do? Do we do we do our own newscasts? Do we create our own news agencies? That sounds like a good idea to me. All right. Thank you much, Julian. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good one. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Somebody sent me a text and said, you're being a hypocrite. You believe police can live outside the city. That has nothing to do with owning a house in the city. I said, if you own a house in the city and you rent it to people that live in the city, you should limit the number of houses they can own. You limit cops who live outside the city, don't you? Don't they pay? Don't they get paid an X amount percentage less than other people? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Whatever. And how's that being hypocritical? 
don't spend your money in the city anyway. Where are you going to go shopping in the city? Where's the mall in the city? Where's a black-owned hotel in the city? And I mean a decent black-owned hotel, an upscale black hotel that people, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, everybody will feel comfortable coming to. Because I'm going to tell you, there's some white hotels I don't feel comfortable going to in Wisconsin. I'm just saying. You're not going to catch me out in Delafield at that. What's that name, though? The White House or the White Castle or whatever that is. You ain't going to catch me out there. Nope, not doing it. Went there once, very uncomfortable. Why? People kept looking at me. What are you doing here? I don't know what they were thinking. You know what I thought? I'm glad I'm a cop. That's unfortunate when you travel in the state of Wisconsin and when you get looked at a certain way or, or treated a certain way, you remember you are the police, so you at least have a chance to defend yourself. Isn't that terrible? That's terrible. And, and if I could just, well, I don't understand why you live like that. Let's talk. Let's sit down one day and we will walk through the timeline of black people in Milwaukee, black people in America and how we've been treated and how you have constantly been able to what? Get over like a fat rat while we struggle every time. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, make sure you tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance, hosted by me and Fred Johnson, Vice President and Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. Fred and I will be discussing the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion for companies and society and also highlight Erie Insurance's overall approach to DEI and their future investment in that. So, Don't miss Diversity and Excellence Powered by Erie Insurance this Saturday, 10 a.m. on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 11 o'clock for another episode of Greater Milwaukee Urban League's Entrepreneurship Connection Show, powered by Molson Coors. I'll be speaking with Denise Pachuca, Senior Regional Manager of Zero Barriers to Business for BMO Bank. Uh, They will discuss BMO Bank's efforts to help business owners gain access to capital, educational resources, and partnerships. Again, that's the Greater Milwaukee Urban League's Entrepreneurship Connection Show, powered by Molson Coors, Saturday at 11 on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. And then when you're done listening, actually, you could be at the family, at the Truth Family Fest, listening while, you know, you're standing there getting all the resources. So, Of which I can't get a haircut, can't get a backpack, can't get a hat. So I'm just like, I guess I'll go because I'm a 
supporter of Truth Nation, so I don't, I don't get nothing for it but a smile and shaking people's hands who've been listening to the truth for over three and a half years and supporting us and making us be award-winning. But, you know, other than that, yeah, it's nothing. 833-212-1017 is the number. Spike Lee said, well, hmm, anyway. LT said the best way to keep the heinous crimes that are committed in Milwaukee off of the news is to not commit them. And when someone points the finger at Milwaukee, it is ridiculous to try to compare drug overdoses with murder. One is self-inflicted. The other is someone doing something to somebody else. There is no comparison. There most certainly is, LT. A criminal act is a criminal act. We don't differentiate about who you did it to. Think about what you're saying. In most cases, in order for you to overdose, you committed a crime. You bought something illegal. And then you took it. And you died. Or you got sick and you got saved. If someone else shoots someone else versus you killing yourself, is it murder? I'm just saying. Is it murder? Yes. We, 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 we sweeten it and call it suicide and soften the blow, but it's still. You intentionally killed another human being. But if it's you, it's suicide. The first part I agree with. If you don't want people pointing at us, don't do it. Is that simple? Like, don't commit a crime, therefore you don't have that issue. Don't shoot and kill somebody. And you don't have that problem. However, air now and then, this pop off Friday, air now and then, this afternoon, 1.28 p.m. I'm sorry, posted at 11.08 a.m. and updated at 1.28 p.m. on CBS 58. A 16-year-old boy is dead following a shooting near 87th and Silver Spring on today. It happened around 10.40 a.m., and police say an armed suspect attempted to rob two victims. One of the victims was also armed, and gunshots were fired, subsequently striking the armed robbery suspect and the unarmed robbery victim. The suspect, the 16-year-old boy, was killed. The robbery victim that was shot, an 18-year-old man, was transported to a local hospital for treatment of non-fatal injuries. Milwaukee police are seeking an unknown suspect. Anyone with any information is asked to contact Milwaukee police. So who's missing? The person that did the shooting? Or someone that was with the suspect? So I don't know. Either way, what does it show? What does it show? What it shows is people who have possibly conceal carry permits and you try to rob them good luck because bad things can happen now flip side it's unfortunate that a 16 year old was killed somebody's son brother nephew was killed committing a crime what do we do about it 
Do we stay quiet in our community because we don't want to cast a shadow on our community that already has a shadow cast on it? Oh, and the caller that keeps calling and talking about the 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 the, the 50 years of hip hop. What hip hop did is they included rap as hip hop. And I don't include them as the same because hip hop came out after rap. So I don't count 50 years. I don't care what you're saying. If you don't like it, lump it. That's all I got this Friday. I think rap on its own. When I'm sitting here listening to people talk about it and they include rap, I'm like, dude, no. That's like, that's like, so let me ask this question. You know what rhythm and blues is? You know what Neil Soul is? Would you include that under R&B? R&B is its own genre. Blues is its own genre. That's all I'm talking about. So don't put rap in with hip hop. It's unfortunate. But if you were old enough to know, you'd have said something. So there. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. We'll get to some rap in the five o'clock hour. I still uh I am a purveyor of R and B rap, um jazz, jazz fusion, modern jazz. Depending on the song, a little punk rock. Definitely dance music. Like electronic dance music. If I have to pick my favorite genre of music, number one. Number one. What you got to say about it? Got to say. Uh, You're a little old for that to be your favorite or your number one, right? No, I am not. It started out in this thing called disco. And as it went through the generations, the name changed, but it really didn't. It was the same music, same electronic dance music, same garbage we had back in the 70s. It's called electronic dance music. Right? Let me, let, let me think of something. Um, are you familiar with a group called Kraftwerk? K-R-A-F-T-W-E-R-K. They made a song called Transunion Express. Straight, it's it's straight dance music. Straight dance music. So, see, I can show you some music to play so you can use it. You know what I'm saying? You know, the old guy. <laughs> But who knows? When we come back, um, I'm going to talk about that dude that used to make women swoon, Tyrese Gibson, and stuff that's going on with him. You're listening to me. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
Ain't no sunshine this afternoon. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I don't know if you came across this story, but of course, before I get there, talking text line says self-accountability. So, so LT wrote, if the 60-year-old would have killed the 18-year-old boy, that is not the same as someone buying drugs and injecting themselves with it. I disagree. He says, you, unless the 18-year-old asked the 16-year-old to shoot him. Uh, no. But anyway, I told him your opinion. Tell that to the family of the dead person. And then he was part. It's only after the death of River Phoenix that the drug dealer was being held accountable for the person overdosing on their own drugs. Before him, it was the dead person knew the risk of taking drugs. Self-accountability. Well, but but that's my point. So... They started going after people because people didn't want to blame the idiot who took the drugs. So if you took the drugs, and I've had family members who've been addicted to drugs, they're idiots. It's And it's unfortunate, right? So I understand the struggle side of it. I get it. I see it from both sides. But you know, one of my teammates, Dino, said it best today. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So, kind of on you. I kind of agree about self-accountability, but you're right about the whole blaming the drug dealer for things that the idiot person did. So, I kind of get it. Sir Chan said, yes, Dr. King, Kraftwerk was the bomb in the early 80s, especially one of which Tour de France, which was my favorite. Really? Really? Anyway, Mr. Madi, number three, says, son in your heart. Happy Friday, Dr. Ken. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, Mr. Madi? I see the sun can, trying, trying to peek out. It's out, but you can tell it's overcast, and it's it's kind of cloudy outside. So, And just want to remind you, southbound Interstate 43, southbound at Good Hope Road. All lanes are blocked due to a crash. I tried to check it out on the uh, – um, Five one one, but it it wouldn't show the camera. Evidently, is closed for some weird reason. So, um, I was I was hoping it would show something. Um, and I'm checking. I yeah, the stream at Brown Deer Road isn't available at all. Um, and at Mequon Road isn't available. So we'll keep you informed as best we can. And uh, we'll we'll let you know about closures and all that fun stuff. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. So if if you see anything, if you're on I forty three southbound, if you're stuck, give us a call. So there's there's a Tyrese Gibson, you know, model actor. Filed a million-dollar complaint against Home Depot in Los Angeles on Wednesday, citing a violation of the Unrun Civil Rights Act in addition to neglect, I'm sorry, negligent hiring, supervision, and or retention. Gibson, along with his associates Eric Mora and Manuel Hernandez, claimed to experience outrageous discriminatory mistreatment and consumer racial profiling this past February while shopping at one of the retail stores in West Hills, California, Um, and documents obtained. A representative for Home Depot responded to the lawsuit 
And so the Fast and Furious franchise star filed a lawsuit. And he says diversity and respect. This, this is what the store says, Home Depot. Diversity and respect for all people are core to who we are. And we do not tolerate discrimination in any form. We value Mr. Gibson as a customer, and in the months since this has happened, we've reached out to him and his attorney several times to try to resolve his concerns. We will continue to do so. In a statement shared with, let me see, Fox News Digital, Gibson said Craftsman, uh, Eric Mora, and Manuel Hernandez are an integral part of my team, and we've made significant contributions to my visions for over a decade. Together, we ardently uphold our commitment to civil rights, promoting empathy and understanding. Standing against organizations like the Home Depot, we envision a world free from discriminatory practices and consumer racial profiling. Just as I have done for the plus 20 years, past 20 plus years, I pledge to continue to utilize my platform to empower the voiceless fostering a spirit of unity and hope while eliminating our shared path forward. This is the uh, statement provided. He's one of the most recognizable black actors and musicians in the U.S. Um, white plaintiffs attempted to make an in-store purchase. I'm sorry, while plaintiffs attempted to make an in-store purchase, store clerks purposely interfered with and refused to process the transaction based on their groundless suspicion of Gibson, Mora, and Hernandez arising from their skin color, and in the case of Mora and Hernandez, their national origin as well. Additionally, Home Depot refused to take Home Depot refused to take any responsibility for discriminating against Gibson, Mora, and Hernandez, or to acknowledge the pain, humiliation, and anguish caused by the company. Instead, and this is a this is a statement. Um, Home Depot doubled down, lawyered up, and treated Gibson, Mora, and Hernandez and what happened to them as not worthy of any due consideration. Instead, interfering, inferring that they had a problem. In short, Home Depot invited this lawsuit. And so Gibson, Mora, and Hernandez alleged they approached the cashier's registers together to complete the purchase of materials for a project at Gibson's residence. And he says that he's purchased no less than a million dollars worth of stuff from from longtime customer and a longtime customer at um, Home Depot. During a very slow canning, scanning process, Gibson was approached by shoppers who recognized him and not wanting to cause a commotion. Gibson left the store and waited in his vehicle in the parking lot. He communicated to the cashier that he would proceed to the parking lot and that Mara and Hernandez would be completing the transaction with his credit card. The cashier acknowledged it. And said he understood Gibson asked the cashier if the cashier needed anything further from him to complete the transaction. The cashier said no and that Gibson could leave. However, when they presented the credit card for pay, they refused to complete the transaction. Uh, Mora and Hernandez attempted to use FaceTime with Gibson appearing on the phone to gain authorization for the purchase. Cashier refused. And so he returned inside the store authorized the payment and asked the cashier why he refused it. He also asked to speak to the store manager. The cashier gave no reasonable explanation other than repeating store policy and demanded to see a form of identification. The manager refused to speak to Gibson in person. Only after a significantly heated discussion with the cashier that Gibson was finally able to complete the transaction. So he's not the first person to go through something like this. 
I've gone through stuff like that. Like I've actually handed people a credit card and they looked at me like, is this your credit card? And at some point you want to be respectful. But then at other points you just get tired. You, you just get tired of the drama. You get tired of having to like actually prove yourself. You get tired of having to show identification for things that people in front of you don't have to show. Um, yeah. My apologies to Rob. If you want to hang on, I would love to talk to you in the five o'clock hour before I do my top five at five. So please hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm just not shocked. And I hope Tyrese Gibson isn't shocked. Maybe his celebrity has kept him, you know, immunized, right, from black drama. But I guess when you get a black guy and two Hispanic men, woo, that's, that's like a trifecta. That's too much. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Rob and the Top 5 up next.